Ramble. Pretty basic. Hey guys, what is up? You may notice that I'm sitting here on a couch by myself. Um, well, I always sit on this couch by myself, but Remy is not here with me. Um, this is actually really exciting. I am going to pivot to this camera because we don't really need a wide of both of us because it's just me. Um, but this is actually a really exciting episode because I have never done a solo episode in the studio. I've definitely done one or two you know, back when we only had audio, but this is Alicia's first time in the studio doing a solo and it feels so weird. I apologize if I'm awkward. Um, I am excited to answer some of your guys' questions. It's obviously like, it's, I don't know. I, I feel like kind of vulnerable right now. I feel kind of nervous because I don't know, but it, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But before we get into the questions, I would love to do a little, you know, check in with each other, a little, how are you really doing? Um, in the comments. So I would love for you guys to use it as a journal entry, use it as um, a little support discussion group and everyone be kind to each other. And, um, you know, if you're doing good, say you're doing good. Say so. Here's a challenge. I don't care if you're driving. I don't care. You know, you can, you're, the challenge is to comment this, but if you're driving and stuff, it's fine. You don't have to, obviously. <laughs> um, but I would love for you guys to write down three things that you're grateful for. Um, this is something that I'm wanting to get better at because I used to do this exercise pretty much every single morning. I had a little worksheet that I would fill out of like my goals, my to-do list. And then at the things, it was like a gratitude area. And it was like, just, it had space for you to write whatever. So it was fun because, you know, the first few days I would write kind of obvious things like my family, like, you know, like specific things like that. And then sometimes what, sometimes it's hard to think of things that you're grateful for. And I never want to be that way. You know, I, I, even if it's something small, even if someone bought your Starbucks today, um, or maybe you're in the Starbucks line right now. And now you're like, you know what, maybe I'm going to pay it forward and buy someone's order behind me or whatever the case is. Like it can be something so small, but I think living with that gratitude and just being, having a more thankful spirit is something I used to be better at and I want to get better at now. So I'm hold, I'm saying all of this to hold myself accountable. I'm not trying to act like I'm better than any of you guys listening because I am not. Um, but three things that I'm grateful for. Um, see, like right now I'm like blanking. You can cut that. <laughs> um, I am very grateful for, this is might sound cliche, but my mom, I feel like as I've gotten older, I've understood her way more because I'm the same way. Like we kind of joke that we're very, very, very similar. And it's funny cause things I used to like really dislike about her, you know, when you're a 13 year old, you know, teen going through it and your mom's like the worst person in the world. And you're like, ah, um, but it's funny cause now I am the exact same way. And I knew that would be the case. Um, so there's little things like that, that I'm just, I, I, I don't know. I understand her so much more now. I look up to her so much. I know she's listening and I know she's probably crying, but, um, yeah, I just am very thankful for her and for many reasons. Um, the other thing is something I've been extra grateful for lately, and I know it's been since Ashley moved out, is my house. I think before, not that it really, it never felt like mine, but I think now I just have a whole new love for it and appreciation that I never had before. And I don't think I ever would have had that appreciation if 
it wasn't for me living by myself. Um, it just, I, I don't know. I was talking about it the other day. If I ever move, I'm going to be very, very sad. I tend to have a, like, I, I tend to have extra feelings for inanimate objects. Like, like, my, like my car, like I'll give names to like things that aren't living. And I know some people think that's so weird, but like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> um, but even my house, I'm like, oh, it's my house. I love it so much. And just now that I've been through many phases, you know, we've been very happy. We went through COVID there. We've been depressed there. Like it's, I just feel like it's always been there for me and it's felt now it feels like a safe place again. Not that it didn't before. It's just a different way now. Um, and I love it so much and all the memories that we've had there. <sighs> Number three. Oh my God. I mean, see, this is also cliche, but you guys listening I mentioned this in a vlog recently. I don't think you'll ever understand. I know every influencer says it, but you have changed my life in a way I can never explain. And I hope, you know, for any other aspiring creators listening, you get to experience what I've been blessed to experience of like just the love and support coming from strangers who I haven't even met but feel comfortable getting vulnerable with you guys. Or, you know, when we do have meetups or pop-ups and we meet you guys face-to-face and it feels like I've, I'm meeting a, a long-time friend versus a strange, like it's like some of you guys aren't strangers, it's so weird. Um, and I just feel very grateful for this job that I'm still able to do. Um, so those are my three things. I could ramble about those forever, but write them down. What are you thankful for? Oh, I'm thankful for my dog too. That bitch saved me. She doesn't even know. Isn't that crazy? Like she doesn't even know. Okay, so... I don't know how deep or how funny this episode's gonna be because my last solo that I did was all about anxiety and I was really going through it at the time. So it was easy for me to talk about it. Um, and recently on an episode with Remy, I had mentioned how I should do an anxiety update, mental health episode update um, because I'm doing better now. And it's funny cause it's so much easier. I don't know, I think, um, I don't know. It's been on my heart lately to kind of talk about how my mental health has been good lately because I think it's a good reminder to remind all of us that, you know, you have down days and you have up days and I low key, this might be like too much. <laughs> I brought my journal. She's a journal girly as we know. Also, I've learned the reason why I have so many journals and I like notebooks and I start and don't finish is because of my ADHD. Um, I was listening to Natalie's outlet on her podcast and she was explaining that she does the same thing. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's a thing. But all I want to do is complete one. But in my head, I just, it's hard to stick with one. So my goal is to stick with this one. I'm like a little bit in, um, but I was specifically thinking, let me find this. What I love about journaling is you can go back and see things that bothered you, see things that, um, seemed so big in the moment and now looking back you're like oh my god like that's nothing or or um oh this is it okay oh my god so I did a the top of last year I did a solo weekend like no social media trip and I remember coming back and talking on the pod how I journaled and maybe one day I would share it or something but this is the specific time I was thinking of um because I was very depressed so trigger warning there Woo. Um, but also I'm like trigger warning, but at the same time, it's good to talk about it. Like that is something I'm so passionate about, whether it's a friend, whether it's your parent, whether it's like, you have to talk it out, um, or journal it out. But 
Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, ignorance is bliss sometimes. That's all I'm going to say. So welcome to a new series called Reading Alicia's Diary. Okay. This was January 29th, 2022. Um, I, I don't know if this is interesting, but I'm going to read it anyway. <laughs> um, it says, I just checked into my room at the hotel. It's day one of three of my social media detox. Keep in mind, this is my first time I've ever done one, <laughs> like ever. Um, and it was really hard. I think this is going to be really good for me. I wanna just learn about me. Who is Alicia? What does her life look like without work? How has her life treated her? What's jaded her? What lessons have we learned? I really do feel like I've grown so much, so much especially in the last two years. I never thought we'd be here. Two years ago, I had absolutely no idea what was about to happen. Keep in mind, two years ago at this time was pre-pandemic. Um, if I think of January 2020, I put, let me find a pic. So I go back into my phone to find a photo of that exact day, January in 2020. And I go, holy fuck. Two years ago, TK and I switched lives for a video. And we had my black so extra hoodie shoot fitting. If I could sit down with that Alicia, I think I'd just cry because no matter what I say would change um, the hurt and pain that she's about to experience. Um, maybe I'd say, don't be scared. It's going to hurt like hell, but you'll grow more than you thought possible. You'll fi finally stop caring what other people think because to be honest, you'll go through so much of so much of a traumatic experience. No one should ever have to go through that a hater um, comment will literally mean nothing. Also, God is real and you'll experience him in ways you didn't know possible. One day, I think I'll dive more into that part because I know that sounds deep and dark, but um, not yet. <laughs> We're vulnerable, but not that vulnerable yet. Um, if I was sitting across from 2020 Alicia, I would hug her. I would tell her depression and anxiety will be two of her new best friends, but don't fight it. It's worse when you fight it. It's really your body trying to tell you something it's your body trying to protect you from this terrifying world. You'll learn also, oh, you'll learn that you also struggle with OCD. Not the clean room kind, the obsessive thoughts, intrusive thinking kind. Remember that thoughts are just thoughts and not facts. Don't be afraid of some of the dark thoughts you'll have. They don't define you or mean anything. Our brains are beautiful, but can kind of be insane. <laughs> um, they can take us to dark places and make us feel so alone, but you aren't alone. If I really could say one thing to 2020 Alicia, I would say, don't be afraid, but you'll always be, and that's okay. And a normal emotion for all of the change that's about to happen. Um, although you're scared and alone, you don't need to feel that way. Also, you're going to have it. I'm going to cry. Oh my God. Also, you're going to have a new dog in a month or so unexpected. Oh my God, guys. <laughs> I was not this bitch. I'm telling you, she makes me cry. Oh my God. She has no idea. Um, also, you're going to get a new dog in a month or so unexpectedly. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was not expecting to cry. And, of course, it's about Rosie. Um, that dog will be an actual angel sent by God. <laughs> I'm done. That's the episode. <laughs> my beautiful glam. <laughs> Why do I always cry? Wow. Uh, she will be your emotional support dog. Oh my God. <laughs> every listener or every, you know what? Every listener, 
every viewer on like the TikTok clips who isn't subscribed only sees videos of me crying. <laughs> oh, I love that little furball. Okay. Ah, she will get you through many anxiety attacks and sleepless nights. One of the good things to come out of 2020. Um, you also will gain a confidence you never saw coming. The one you always wanted. Wow, guys, this is emotional. <laughs> um, it's in there. Just tap into it. Own who you are. Don't try to be anything else. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> that wasn't the one I thought I was going to read, <laughs> but that was a good one. Apologies. I had to take a little um, fix my makeup moment because I paid for my makeup to get done today. I'm like, no, we got to fix this. Um, I think we're okay. Okay. Wow. Well, I really was not expecting that to happen. Um, okay. Um, this one I'm going to skim at certain parts, but this is Tuesday, two days later. I go, today is my last. Also, there's a reason why I'm reading all this. Okay. <laughs> um, I go, today is the last day at the hotel. Well, actually in an hour I'm heading out. I'm excited to be home, but also not. I wish time could just stop. I actually do think I've been a little depressed. It's probably a huge part of burnout, part, a huge part of my burnout. I think I just miss waking up with a purpose. Normally my drive is through the roof. So why isn't it? For almost a year, I keep blaming it on being tired. Um, I actually do think I'm struggling with depression. It's in waves, but it's insane. It's not that I'm being ingenuine. Maybe it's that one conversation of laughs takes it all out of me. Around this time in my life, I remember on the pod, I was just like, no, like I'm fine some days and then I'm not fine other days. And in my head, depression had to be a stereotypical, like you don't leave the house for four months and you're in bed all day. So in my head, I kept talking myself out of it, being like, no, 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 I'm not depressed. Like I'm not like, I'm, I'm, I am fine, but it would come in such ways that I think I just hadn't heard anyone talk about before. Um, so to me, I kept downplaying my mental health at this point. Okay. Um, sometimes I've been wanting to cry cause I know I'll feel better after, but I think I cried it all out in 2020. I sound so dramatic, but no wonder I'm sleeping in every day, missing de deadlines, ghosting my manager, etc. I don't know if I was naive before. I don't know if this is just growing up, but I just feel really different than I did a few years ago. I think it's a mix of everything. I'm about to check out and just want to reflect. Once I logged out of my accounts, it was easier to be off socials. I really am in a reactive state when it comes to it. What do they think? How many likes? Are they mad? Do they like it? Have they replied? Are they mad? Etc. Maybe this week I'll try scheduling when I can go on and be um maybe this week I'll try scheduling when I can be on social media or genuinely use my timers again cuz I used to use my timers all the time of like the app timers and then I just got way too used to hitting skip. I've also liked reading novels lately cuz they help me kind of escape. Um, I promise to do this more. <laughs> Be a human first, Alicia, then a creator second. Pretty basic. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. 
cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Okay, cool. So when I had the episode, those are two entries, but when I had the episode with Remy and I was saying, I wish I talked more about how I'm good now. Um, I wanted to, I brought my journal cause I wanted to read one or two entries because at the time I didn't know how bad things were. I just thought that was the new normal. And I think that really, really, really hurt me even more because it just helped me spiral even more. I, I kept thinking of who I used to be and I can never be her again. And she's so different. Like I'm so different now. Um, I have no drive. I like don't keep my word. I am late. I used to always be like so good when it came to my work and deadlines. And I never ghosted my manager for instance. And obviously in your life, it could be very different. But for me, like for me to ghost my manager was a big deal, like a big deal. Um, because I'd never done that before. So then once I started seeing patterns of me doing things that I never would have done before, I was like, wow, is this the new Alicia? Is this the Alicia who, um, you know, is, is the old Alicia gone? Like, old Alicia's dead. Like, like that's what the energy was giving. Um, and it's crazy because now if I could talk to that Alicia, I wish I could just shake her and be like, babes, you are fine. Go through this right now but this isn't who you are. Like if those thoughts that are telling you, this is the new you, you're lazy, you, um, you know, all of that stuff, like you're not likable, blah, 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 blah. Like all of those are such lies. And just cause you have a thought doesn't mean it's true. I remember talking to my therapist, um, about thoughts and she was like, well, just cause you think something doesn't mean it's real. Like I could think, you know, I'm a pigeon and it doesn't mean I'm a pigeon or whatever the case is. Um, and she d told me to do this exercise, which actually helped a lot. She was like, when you are when your mind's racing and you're getting a ton of thoughts, think of all of your thoughts as a river that you're standing on the side and you're just watching this river go by. Um, and what happens, my psychiatrist told me, told me this analogy too, which I thought was funny. Um, they were like, what happens is you get a thought and instead of just watching the thought go down stream on the river, what happens is like a fishing pole, your, your mind hooks onto one thought and then it'll reel it in and spiral. Like you're, you're hooked onto it. And at this time I was um, starting medication and stuff. So they were saying most people get intrusive thoughts randomly too, but their brain doesn't hook onto it. But what's happening with yours is you'll see a crazy thought like, oh my God, my arm's tingling. I must have nerve damage and I'm going to die, right? Maybe other people have that thought too, but it just kind of floats by. They don't think about it. What happens is I chose, my mind chose to, to latch onto that and that caused the spiraling to be even more um, intrusive and just more like, like full on crippling anxiety. So when I was depressed, what I was doing is I was allowing myself to hook onto it. And it's weird because sometimes you, I don't know if anyone else is like this. Sometimes like when I'm down bad mentally, sometimes I like being there, but it's very dangerous to let yourself stay there too long. Like I'm the type of girl who, when I'm sad, I want to listen to sad music and just like lay in my room which is fine for a little bit. I'm still figuring out that balance of when to stop because I don't think that also helps um, me get out of a spiral if I'm already in a spiral. Like that just accentuates it, right? 
And it's hard because when I want to listen to sad music and feel bad about myself, like all I want to do is stay there, but you really have to find those boundaries with yourself. And whether that's changing the music to some happy music, even though you don't feel like it or going on a walk for me personally, the biggest thing I've learned is I have to talk things out because if I have a thought and I just sit and marinate with it for weeks and weeks, like it becomes my reality and it loses so much power once you vocalize it. And that's why I'm so for therapy because the amount of thoughts that I would go crazy over, usually health related, um, you know, I have nerve damage or, oh my God, I have a headache. That must, must mean I have a brain tumor. Um, and then obsessively checking WebMD and all of these things to actually like voice it to someone, especially my therapist, she'll be like, I mean, that's, that is a possibility, but it's 1% chance. Maybe is, did you drink water? Like, is that like, you know, and she'll, she'll just bring me back down to earth. So again, whether for you, that's therapy, journaling, talking to someone, like for me personally though, it has changed my world even if it is my friend. So now that I know Alicia has to talk stuff out for me not to have a full on panic attack or anxiety attack, what I do now is I just lightly mention whatever I think to someone. Um, my sister and I have a really good relationship. So for instance, I, get, I got Botox recently, actually not recently, a few months ago. And every time I get Botox, I've had it a few times, I always get paranoid that like, there's that myth that it'll like go to your heart or like something can happen or you'll get paralyzed. And I owe every single time to this day when I get Botox, I'm always a little nervous afterwards because I'm like, like I feel my heart racing. And then of course my heart's racing. So my, my mind goes, oh, is it because I just got the Botox and is it moving or something? And then I'm like, no, it's just because now I'm anxious. And that's why my heart's racing, whatever. So what I do now is I'll just text Ashley. I'll be like, hey, I just got Botox. I'm totally fine, but I'm just letting you know. And weirdly enough, just telling her, hey, I'm kind of feeling anxious about X, Y, Z, but I'm fine. It helps so much because then God forbid something happens to me. At least she knows, like at least I think half of my personal anxieties was feeling so alone that like no one knew. So I think I just kind of learned to tailor things to myself that would help. I hope that made any sense at all. So even though it can feel embarrassing, finding someone who you feel safe with, whether it's a friend, family member, therapist, whatever, to voice those intrusive thoughts to and who's not going to judge you or make you feel weird about it. Or another thing I started doing was I would tell Taryn or Ashley, hey, can you Google this for me? And then that way, because my therapist was like, here's your challenge. Don't Google symptoms for things. But I'm like, but what if I actually am dying? And she's like, no, 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 that's your OCD. Like, like that's your, that's what you need to work on is not Googling things 24 seven. Cause when you Google anything, it basically says you're dying just from personal experience. It's like seek medical help, like instantly. That's what's very frustrating about having health anxiety is because your body may actually be reacting where you have shortness of breath, where your heart's pounding, where you're having palpitations, where your arms are tingling. So you feel crazy because you're like, no, people think I'm being dramatic and I, I, it's not there when it, it is there, but it doesn't mean necessarily what you think it is, but it doesn't help when you Google the side effects and it says, go to the ER right away. Like that doesn't help because then it makes you spiral even more. Um, so if you struggle with that, I have learned finding trusted people to say, hey, can you Google this? And then if they're chill, I'm chill. But I know if Ashley's like, mm, maybe we should go to urgent care, then I'm like, okay, I trust her judgment. She's very logical that way. Now, if I was to tell my mom, uh-uh, no, no, she would make, she has made my, cause she's also a very anxious person. She would also think, oh my God, Alicia's having, a, you better go into the, you need a surgery right away. So find people who 
help in the situations. I love you, mom, but you know, I know you're laughing right now. Um, our anxieties feed off of each other. So I feel like that's been something I've had to learn boundaries that way with her. And I'm sure her, her eh, maybe not her vice versa with me. She wants to know everything about me. Um, <laughs> but like, so health anxiety related, those are two things that have drastically, drastically helped me um, with everything. But I really was excited to read these entries to remind myself more than anything, but also to maybe hopefully remind some of you guys too, that just because you're in a low, if you're in a low spot, it doesn't mean you're stuck there forever. That is life. You go up and you go down. Um, but when you're down, you feel it's intense and it feels like that's the new normal, the new forever. Um, but it's not. And I think luckily now after having some lows mentally, I think now I can actually appreciate the fact that I'm doing so much better. And instead of, a, instead I, I used to, I don't know. Now my mindset is, oh my God. Yeah. I've been really good lately. Like when people ask how I'm doing, I'm like, you know, I've actually been really good lately. And I'm so happy to say that because I know what it's like to not feel so good where I think before I had the opposite approach. So if I had a bad day, I'd be so shocked. I'm like, why, why am I having a bad day? Like, why, why am I like this? I'm never like this. Da, 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 da. And I think that's holding yourself on a certain pedestal of ways you used to be. And also obviously like Trump, like when people go through traumatic things, like it does change you. Um, I think we've all been through a lot just the past few years for multiple things. And it's, a, it's okay to let go of who you used to be. If you used to be straight A student and then maybe something happened in your life and now your grades are really slipping. Like be gentle on yourself because we've, you've been through something. And as much as other people are also going through things in this world, and a lot of people have had things so much harder than me, than you, like that still doesn't mean your experience wasn't traumatic also. And another thing that has helped me is being grateful for things. So like the beginning of this episode, when you actually, like being grateful for my dog. <laughs> like when you really take a step back and look at your life, I think that's just, I don't know, like getting out of your head, getting out of your little bubble, that depressive spiral of a bubble is so toxic and it sucks you in and it's so dark and it's so lonely. Um, but I think just knowing that it's temporary is something I didn't do a year ago that I wish I did. I wish I had that mindset of, oh, don't worry, this is just temporary. So if I ever do, and here's the thing, I will probably be back in a dark place again. That's just life. But at least then I'll be able to be like, you know what, we've been here before will be good again. Um, and you don't need to feel so alone and stuff. So that is kind of all I wanted to say. Um, I'm so sorry if I rambled about it, but I want to get into these, some of these questions because I'm, I'm sure there's some anxiety ones in there and I want to be able to um, answer some of them for you guys because I have rambled enough in this intro. So let's, let's, let's hit it. Questions for Alicia. Follow us on Pretty Basic uh, official Instagram. Because this is where, <laughs> how are you really? I feel like we answered that one. <laughs> I'm good. And it makes me happy to be good. A little stressed with work, but you know what? I missed that feeling because it wasn't there for a long time. In a good way. Um, must have fashion essential. Who is your style inspo right now? I love this. I've been so into fashion lately. Um, must have fashion essential. I would say my good American good boy jeans, size six. Those are my favorites. I, I have all of the 
they're they're the best jeans I've ever had. I'm not wearing them today, believe it or not. Um, I used to hate jeans. I never would wear jeans. Ask Ashley to me. I was like, they don't fit my body. There's none that like fit my thighs, that fit my waist, that make me like that feel flattering, that feel good on me. Um, until I found the good American good boy jeans, the good boys. Um, and who is your style inspo right now? My style inspo, honestly, Pinterest. I have been in my Pinterest era again. Everyone thinks Pinterest is, well, I don't know if everyone, in my head, I think a lot of people forget that Pinterest is also an algorithm. So if you go on and it feels outdated, that's just because you haven't been using it. When I go on my home, like there is such like modern up-to-date fashion, like things that are so inspiring to me. Like there's actually things that like the algorithm is algorithming basically. And it's serving me amazing inspo. So if you haven't been on Pinterest in a while, log in and reteach it what you're looking for and you will be mind blown. It's been amazing. Oh, what has been your biggest achievement in your life? Non-social media. Um, I think I've said this one before, but I helped my parents buy the house that they're currently in. And that is something I get like weird about sometimes because I'm like, oh, like I just like don't like, I don't know. I don't like talking about, about money and stuff, but um, I don't, I felt very just happy and proud to be able to give back to them because they have sacrificed so much for my sister and I. Um, in so many ways. So that's something that I keep close to my heart. 2023 fave so far. Oh my gosh, I could go on. One, the red hair. Um, hopefully it lasts a long time. The only thing that sucks is I can hardly wash my hair. And I know that's disgusting, but anyone who actually has colored hair gets it. Um, the, especially red pigment, it just does not stick at all. Um, I've gotten it touched up once so far and I just hardly wash my hair. I did wash it this morning. So that's why it looks so good hopefully still oh cargo pants aka what I'm wearing I just got them it's my first time wearing them I'm obsessed I just feel like they're so comfy um I know I have way more there's so many the rare beauty mascara love her um max strip down lip liner you know I love it I think I was using that last year though so I'm trying to think of new ones that I've played with this year Sarah Ford um pigment pads and the Sarah Ford uh, serum changed my skin. Love. I will say after dyeing my hair red, I've been way more obsessed with gold jewelry and stuff. So that's been something I've been loving, which is crazy. I never would have thought that had been the case. I am wearing silver right now, but um, yeah, I know I'm going to, I later today, I'm going to think of things and be like, why didn't I say this? When you were at your low, what is something you wish you could have told yourself to help? Again, I wish I would have told myself that this is only temporary and don't try to fight it. I know I already answered that, but. <laughs> Pretty basic. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued 
at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Is it hard now watching Ash and Rem go through different phases of life? For me, it feels like I'm stuck. I know, Michaela, you are referencing the fact that Ashley and Rem are both in um, long-term committed relationships, and I am not. Um, honestly, it's it's not hard for me. I don't I don't personally feel stuck um, because I know I'm just so happy for them that they're experiencing these relationships, and I'm excited that I can be there for them um, in any way. I've never I've never felt behind. Um, I mean, it might be different when everyone's married but me. <laughs> I don't know when that's going to happen, but we'll deal with that bridge when we get there. Um, you know, I, I think the reason why is I'm very aware that why I'm single is because of me. I don't know if that helps. I'm, to a fault, I am very self-aware of those types of things. And sometimes I wish I wasn't because I think it's held me back. And li- like, sometimes I'm just like, Alicia, stop overthinking anything and everything and just en- enjoy, like just go date, just go whatever. Like I tend to overthink everything to a fault. Um, and I'm very self-aware of like, oh, well I'm not dating because I'm scared or I'm nervous or because of work or because of that. Like, I don't know if that's explaining it right at all, but I think for me, I'm just aware that it's all of my own issues that I need to deal with for dating versus I'm like, oh my God, like, why haven't I found the one? I'm like, oh, bitch, you got a lot of work to do. But you don't need to feel stuck at all. I think it can feel that way, but everyone seriously is on such different um, timelines. I remember there were there were a few people who got married right out of high school. And I remember watching online, like, their relationship. And with it, like, just because someone's in a relationship does not mean that they're happy. I think that's something that sometimes we need reminded of. Um so it, it don't compare, don't feel jealous. Um, I, I remember those people from high school, like they got divorced from that person, like really quick af- a few years later. And I just remember being like, wow, I really was kind of jealous that they found someone and got married really soon and da, 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 da. And it was so weird being a few years later where, you know, they were now divorced and I was not, I don't know how to say that in a not weird way. It was just very like, you just, you just don't know everything. And obviously people just assume, oh, they're in a relationship. Like everything's like all like amazing when it may not be. So don't feel like you need to get into a relationship just to be in a relationship. That's all I'm trying to say. Top five favorite songs right now. Let's go. Well, I did work. And this is embarrassing. This is the nerdiest thing about me. I did work out to um, my Hamilton soundtrack this morning. It was great. Um, <laughs> So I did recently listen to that. Uh, what I Want by Muna. Murph showed me that song. Love. Louis Capaldi, I have been obsessed with. Obviously, everyone knows him, but the Wish You the, his new song, Wish You the Best, it's been on repeat. The other day, I was actually listening to like a sad playlist that I made, and I, I had to be like, okay, Alicia, it's time to change. Like, we need to listen to some other things. That song was on it, um, and it was really sad, but it was really good. It's really good. Um, I mean, Taylor Swift's always been playing, but Wish You the Best, Louis Capaldi, um, Taco Truck, Lana Del Rey, Snow on the Beach, Taylor Swift, Lana Del Rey. Um, oh, Illicit Affairs, Taylor Swift. When I tell you that it's, when you really listen to the words, it is beautiful. It is beautiful and it's so sad. Um, yeah, did I say five? I think I did. How did your parents take your decision of you not being religious like them? Oop, 
<laughs> no, it's okay. This is funny. I actually, after Ashley and I did the religious episode uh, about growing up with religion, I was like, oh no, I, I hope I didn't paint the wrong picture that I like hate God and hate religion because I truly don't. Um, and I, I again, this is a whole other episode I can dive into, but I definitely believe in God. Um, I am a Christian. I don't know how much I love the church that I, the churches I was grown up in and what now I think the role of church should look like or my involvement with it, et cetera. Um, but I, I've never questioned if God is real. Again, like I mentioned, there were some like interesting things that happened um, in my life that you just, you know, some things aren't coincidences. That's all I can say. I think it's been a little bit of a learning curve for my parents because they hear things through the podcast that they're probably like, oh, um, for instance, like that episode where we were like, we hate that church, but I still, I still love God, you know? And again, that was, I've decided that in my personal life and experiences, what's shaped that, but I don't agree with a lot of things that stereotypical things that other quote Christians may believe or other, or what quote churches believe, like uh, just religion as a whole, it's really hard for me. Um, because I'm like, Ooh, I don't, agree with that or I don't believe that so that's where I, that's where I am on my walk if you're curious okay next question do you ever feel exhausted slash emotionally drained by all of the dating relationship questions I actually don't thanks for asking Madison I appreciate that um obviously I feel like the main question people want to know is about my dating life um I I think I've had a privilege of watching my friends, Rem being one of them. Um, one of the reasons why we became friends is because she's, it will tell you she tends to overshare and I tend to undershare. So we are, we balance each other very well. We're opposite that way. So I think I've been able to watch her and other friends too, just navigating how much to say online and stuff. And even though I don't talk that much about my dating life, I, I think I'm just aware, like I don't want to paint a narrative if it's not true. I feel like recently I have been dating. Um, I am really proud of myself for make, challenging myself, making myself grow. And even though it feels uncomfortable sometimes, like that's when the best growth happens is like pushing yourself um, to do things you don't want to do. For me, it's been dating for years and now it feels less scary to do more often. But um, I mean, obviously I'll always share funny stories. I'm just terrified it'll get back to the guy. I have a few stories that I would love to share where... But from Remy's experience, I feel like it does get back to the guy, which is why I don't want to talk about things sometimes because I'm like, oh my God, they're going to find out. Like they're going to, and I hate that. So yeah, to answer your question, I don't feel drained um, by all the questions. I just am aware. I feel like sometimes I'm boring and I don't have fun, crazy dating stories for you guys because um, I'm aware that they might get back to the guy and I'm terrified of that. So next question. Advice on fear of growing up and getting older without pressure of expectations. This is so funny. I just thought about this the other day. I remembered. I remember being really young and I was in my childhood bedroom and I was sobbing. I was sobbing. I was sobbing. I was sobbing. My mom comes in. And she's like, what's wrong, honey? Like, what's wrong? And I just remember being so scared of growing up. I remember like crying, being like, I'm so terrified to grow up because I think it hit me like, oh my God, I, there is no stopping that, you know? And she was like, it's okay, honey, we can do it together. Like I distinctly have that core memory in my mind. Um, growing up is scary. And I'm like, Alicia, back then you had nothing to like, no stress or like nothing to, 
I was probably like seven, six or seven. I think I had nothing to really like, you know, worry about. Now I feel like there's so many things. Sometimes it's like, damn, do I even want to have kids because this world is so crazy and growing up is scary. I will say to answer your question, Jaden, I do think now more than ever though, there kind of is less expectations. I think there's so many new career paths you can do. There's like, you know, so many people are not following the status quo or like the normal quote American dream because we've realized like that's not even a real thing. Um, So I think hopefully that can relieve some of that pressure for you of expectations. Like, you know, for my parents, it was um, for our parents and grandparents generation, there was a timeline of like, okay, you get married by 17, 18, 19, you have kids by 20, you have, you know, like a very like there was such a structure of how to live life. And hopefully now you don't feel much pressure because there's so many new and awesome opportunities. And even the way that technology is changing so much, like the jobs, I always think this, the jobs that my kids will most likely have may not even be a thing right now. Like the way that I'm doing social media and that wasn't even an option when I was growing up to say what I wanted to be. So I feel like there's just a lot of excitement that way in new things. I don't know. I hope that helped. Next question. Um, At what point did you realize you needed help with your mental health? Love you so much. Marissa, I, (laughs) when I tell you it was, it started, I mean, ah, my God. (sighs) At what point? It's so funny because I started therapy to help me with stress. I didn't think I had anxiety. I didn't know I had anxiety. I didn't know I had ADHD. I didn't know anything like that. Um, I mostly was like, oh, I just, I'm stressed. I need help. I should talk this out. Um, and it's so funny thinking back to that girl because I was like so different. So, so, so different. That was prime school Isha time. I wouldn't have told you I had anything wrong with me. I was like, oh no, no, I'm just stressed from work. It's a lot. Um, and then from there, I slowly started digging into certain things and seeing how I had a lot of work and growth to do. So for me personally, It took me way too long to realize I needed help. Many breakdowns of me talking to my therapist, but I do think we all need help with our mental health, um, some more than others, and that's just a fact. So I don't think it's ever too early to start implementing little things or guidelines or workbooks or exercises, stretching, meditation, praying, whatever you want to do for your mental health. I distinctly remember the moment I knew I wanted to go on medication. Um, And it was just to the point where I was thinking, I can't live another month with my mind, (laughs) Um, as dark as it is. I really related to Selena Gomez's um, My Mind and Me documentary in that way because your mind is part of you, but it doesn't mean it's always right. And it can be so self-destructive in ways. But I don't distinctly remember when I knew I needed help with my mental health before then. I think obviously when you go through hard times, those are the times where it's easier to feel like you need extra support and extra help. Um, Even when I went through a really hard breakup, I was, I I don't know, I wasn't aware of my mental health then, even though I feel like I should have been because um, I think that would have helped me with my broken heart a little more. Well, actually, now that I think about it, when I turned 25, that's when I had my first like quarter life crisis, which guys, if you are going through a quarter life crisis, any life crisis, like it's so normal. 
so normal. It feels so catastrophic, but it is so normal and so important and only good actually comes from it, whether it's a job change, a friendship breakup, a relationship breakup. Um, mine happened to be 25. I swear it was the best worst year of my life. Um, obviously I met Rem then. Um, I just really like grew into who I was meant to be, I guess. It was just a huge growth period. Um, and that was the first time I think I started being more aware of my social anxiety um, and my mental health that way. Little things like, and that was around the time when I first started putting boundaries with certain friendships um, that I felt like were not aligning with my values anymore um, and stuff. So I think 25 was just, there was just a lot of change really quick for me then. But shout out to anyone going through a quarter life crisis. It feels monumental. It is, but at the same time, only good will come from it. If there's a friendship breakup or a relationship breakup, it's meant to happen. Let everything unfold the way it's going to unfold. It doesn't mean you're not going to get back together. I don't want to give toxic advice, but like Mia and I, for instance, like we obviously had a friendship breakup. She wasn't the toxic one I was talking about, but um, now we're friends again. And like, if it's meant to happen, like that person will find a way back into your life. Don't force anything. Do not force anything. Um. So that was definitely a point when I realized I needed help with my mental health. Uh, lovely 2018. But lastly, it's never like, I think we all should be putting help towards our mental health, no matter what stage you're in. And it's also never too late to start implementing um, little things to help, whether it's journaling or whether it's going for a walk. Put yourself first. <laughs> Have you hired someone else to do TK's old work position? This was, I uh, briefly briefly mentioned under my breath that I said when TK worked for me without realizing and a lot of comments of people were like wait, wait, wait what like TK doesn't work for Alicia anymore um and then I never talked about it again publicly until recently on my stories um because I would always get people asking about TK questions it's so funny because whenever I do a ask me anything on Instagram it's funny because there's a lot of questions that obviously I see that I don't answer and for a long time the TK one was one because I wasn't trying to I said I, I didn't realize that I was unintentionally avoiding this question, but because TK and I are so close, I wanted to make sure we were aligned on um, what we both felt comfortable talking about and, you know, everything and putting our friendship first with everything. So I think neither of us talked about it. Um, but recently we were like, I guess we should address it because a lot of people have asked. But yes, TK does not work for me anymore um, as of the beginning of this year. And it is a video that her and I should film together. Totally good. Totally good. Um, I'm really happy to watch her grow. Um, cause obviously the whole time I was excited to, I was pushing her to do her own thing. So like there was no drama or anything like that. Um, it was hard navigating our friendship afterwards and finding that new rhythm, which I think is a good, whether it's a podcast episode or video that we do together, we should do. But, um, a lot of people have also asked me, can they apply to work for me and be my new TK? I'm not hiring. I think that's the first thing I should say. <laughs> um, but instead of just hiring someone to replace her for what she did, I feel like now I've brought on a few people to help me in different ways. Because again, she started as being my videographer. And then once I started trusting her with that, I would have her edit a little bit. And then with that, I, you know, a year later, I trusted her with uh, her ideas and I would take those and then you know more ideas she said I actually liked so I was like okay let's try having you more of a producer role and um, from there it kind of it ended up being more of a 
creative producer, even kind of directing role. She kind of was just like my right hand girl for everything. The way her work position evolved was so fun and crazy, but it was never what like I intended it for it to be in the beginning. So no, I haven't hired someone to necessarily fill her position, but I have brought on um, a few people who have helped, who are helping me. I I feel like I kind of broke up her position in multiple roles and now I'm filling those positions. Um, If that answers your question, I hope, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been good. And I'm so excited seeing her um, do her own thing. And I feel like a proud um, teacher in that sense, because from like, I just remember her saying she, I remember when she was so scared to vlog and even just show her face and now seeing the things that she's doing is so awesome. And um, it just makes me proud and happy. So all good things. Describe your perfect type of man. I love these. Someone literally asked me this morning. Actually, I'm going to a wedding next week. Like some of you may know. And I get a text from the bride and she goes, okay, Alicia, what's your type? Love. That's the best type of question you can get from someone. I was like, oh my God, I got you. Ashley was in the chat and she goes, I don't think I'm needed <laughs> because I, I popped off. I was like, okay, personality over everything. They got to make me laugh. That's the first thing. Like they have to make me laugh. Um, taller than me, brunette. Not a, Again, I've said the same list on here before. Taller than me, brunette, somewhat active, um, outgoing. I would love if they understand my world somewhat. Um, not necessarily do it, but just, I think my life can look very vain and conceited from the outside when you see how many photo shoots I have or how much little things like that. And I, obviously I know that's not my heart and I just feel like it, I don't know. I need someone who can see past the influencer part and can see my beautiful heart. And I rhymed. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> current favorite small influencers you watch on TikTok or YouTube? I love this question because I love watching. Um, I love finding new creators. And one of them, Fernanda Ramirez, love, been listening to her pod, love the short hair girl, obsessed. Um, I'm sure a lot of people are like, don't cut your hair. It looks great. Obsessed. Um, her voice is so soothing. So I love her podcast. I was listening to it the other day when I was walking. Oh, She's not small, but Sally Dar, um, she's a good friend and her, I always yell at her to vlog anytime she has her camera and we're like, I just always yell at her to vlog because I love her vlogs. They're so good. They're so funny. They're so like obsessed. I just wish she vlogged more. Okay. Sally Dar, if you're listening. Morgs. She's not that small. She has 351,000 on TikTok, but she does a lot of travel stuff because her boyfriend or fiance or someone is, um, a pro tennis player. And I just love the vibes. It's like, it's giving, it reminds me of old school YouTube, but modern. And I love that. And I just saw she has a YouTube channel, so I'm going to watch her. Um, but I'm excited to like binge watch someone's channel. I haven't started yet though. Okay. Three more questions. Is there anything now that you would do differently in your career? Yes. But also I like, I have a love hate relationship when people are like, no, it all happened for a reason. Cause I'm like, mm, I would still go back and change some things, you know? Um, for instance, one, speaking of TK, when, you know, for a long time, I knew that she would eventually stop working for me full time. And as a boss, I failed to have someone who I was training at the same time to help fill her role. Um, because obviously eventually when we did fully, when she did fully stop working for me, um, I was like, oh shit, I don't have anyone. And I have to retrain. And the thought of training someone, you know, because she worked with me for 
four plus years felt exhausting. So I was like, damn, I just like, I should have had her train someone. I should have like, I should have thought this through better. Um, and I think that's something now moving forward. I don't, as a boss, I'm like, okay, it's not smart to be left in that type of position. Um, again, it all happens for a reason, but I would have done that differently. I was going to say maybe get on TikTok sooner, but at the same time, I am happy with the the approach I took with TikTok because obviously it's easy to look back and be like, oh my God, well, it's it's been so well. If I only started sooner, it's just like investments. You really don't, you don't know until it takes off. So I think I did a good job with whole, like I knew I could only do so much. So if you jumped at every new app and made an account and posted full time on the, like I, it would have taken everything else out of me. And I, I'm, I don't think I would have necessarily gone TikTok sooner. Um, I like that. I actually took my time to find my voice that I wanted to have on TikTok versus um, like jumping on just because it's the new craze. And I think that's something that a lot of creators can fall into um, of just feeling like they have to get on the new thing and be like, it's okay to be just a YouTuber. It's okay to just be a TikToker. Like you don't feel like you have to do every platform possible. Next. Um, what would be your death row meal? I have forever will be haunted by this question because one time with Remy, I said a chicken salad and she makes me remember every single time. Um, and I, I meant it. Okay. The, I suck with questions like these because I think the real question that this is asking is like, what's a meal you could eat forever? You know what I mean? Like what's something you love? Like your favorite, one of your favorite meals. And I do love a salad with white rice, grilled salmon or grilled chicken, Italian dressing, tomatoes, cucumber. Like that's one of my favorite meals of all time, right? However, I'm aware that I answered that completely wrong because that's not my answer. My answer to this question is most likely, I would say Japanese food and sushi. Like when I tell you it's one of my favorites and especially like a little, like, uh, uh, especially just recently going to Japan, I was living for the food. Unfortunately, I think I've told you guys, I'm very sodium slash like salt sensitive. Um, I just get very bloated and like puffy. My mom's the exact same way. Um, <laughs> and the whole time in Tokyo, I was eating so good. It was so, so, so good. But when I tell you, I was basically swollen because, um, oh, I also learned I'm allergic to soy sauce and that makes me, it's a thing. And I, well, I'm, I'm allergic to soybeans. So obviously like soy milk or soy sauce don't help the fact. Like my eyelids will almost be shut. Japanese food, hands down. Maybe even barbecue. I love some barbecue ribs. So good. I think sushi though. An all you can eat Japanese style food. Where would you like to see yourself in five years? I love this question. I wish I had an answer. Let me think. Five years from now, I'll be 35. I would really like to see myself in a relationship. You know, I'm going to say that. I'm going to be blunt. If I'm 35, oh my God, maybe even a kid. Oh, going to be like mom leash status. Five years, like that sounds like a long time, but also it's not that long. So definitely having or starting a family. Oh my God, that's so weird to say. Um, I always say I want to find a way to help other creators in this space. I would love to have that figured out. I don't know if that's like a mentor mentor program. I don't know if that's 
uh, I don't know what that looks like. I don't, I don't know, but I know it'll happen. Um, I would love to see me with a few more good like investment properties or just good investments that way. Um, I would love to see pretty basic still going strong. Um, yeah. Oh my God. Exciting. 35 y'all. Wait, I love that. This was the last question. I feel like this should be part two to your guys's prompt. You answered the first question of the three things you're thankful for. And now where do you see yourself in five years? Um, I would love to read those comments too. I always stalk the PB comments, FYI, after it goes, like I get so excited every Wednesday morning. So I will look through your comments. I'll try to reply to some, but um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I feel like I did way better than I anticipated for doing my first on video solo episode. Um, thank you guys so much for watching and subscribing um, and just supporting. And I'm, I love seeing you guys wear the merch. Um, obviously shop that prettybasic.com. And also if you would, you know, be just, oh, so loving and give us a nice little five-star rating on uh, Spotify or Apple podcasts or whatever that means so much. And it actually helps our show out a lot. I love you guys so much. I will see you next week back in the studio. Love you guys. Bye.